your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Two. Now, as you may have seen on the buzz on the Live 95 website, a woman's gone viral after she called for an adults-only suburb. The TikTok video called for the move so grown-ups can enjoy some peace and quiet. Let's take a listen. I would like to know when somebody is planning on opening an adults-only suburb where everything in it is only for adults. Because I am so sick of going places and kids are just everywhere screaming and I just have to put up with it. I just went for a swim. They have their own pool and they're in the lap lane pool. Not swimming laps, just jumping in and screaming. And that's just allowed because they're allowed everywhere. I just feel like for people like me that are evil and hate kids, we should have our own suburb where we can just be quiet and undisturbed. Quiet and undisturbed, an adults-only suburb. What do you make of that? A WhatsApp or text 086-123-9595. You can leave voice notes there uh, too and you can call us on 46-1995. Well, owner of the old Barracks Coffee Roastery in Bird Hill, Alan Andrews, implemented uh, a rule around children back in, I think, 2018. How was it, Alan? Good morning to you. How are you doing? Morning, Joe. Well, thanks very much for having us in again. Now, you didn't try to make all of Bird Hill uh, grown-ups only <laughs> zone it is worth pointing out but you, you do have this interesting approach uh, remind us about yeah it. so it's a, it's it's more a, an adults only policy as opposed to a rule around children so um i think that uh back in 2018 when we started uh and we wanted to build something that was unique for coffee lovers we wanted to create a destination for people who were coffee curious and uh, looking at the evolution of, I suppose, alcohol consumption or how people spend their uh, social time, their their time not in work and their time not at home. I felt that it was important that we created a destination for people where adults could enjoy their adult time together. And it's it's as, as much about a mental health decision and about giving people the time and space to have quality conversations with their friends um, as it is about, you know... Um, delivering a great coffee product. So that's that was the angle at which we were coming from it at. And was it research that had led you to that inclusion, conclusion? Was it experience yourself in other places? Yeah, so there's a number of things. First off, um, when we announced it in 2018, uh, talking about research, the journal.ie launched um, a, camp, uh, a, a post, a poll, and they, they, they wanted to see what people's reaction would be to this. Over 12,000 people responded and 8,500 people said that this was a great idea, which I was overwhelmed by. So that kind of validated the decision. That was late April, May 2018, before we opened. Um, my own personal experience prior to that was that um, when I when I was mooching around Bird Hill and we had the property and we were trying to fund opening uh, the coffee roastery, my daughter asked me one day, she said, Dad, are you opening another coffee shop? And uh, to which I answered, yes. And Siren, my daughter, uh, said, oh my God, that means we're going to have to come and spend time with you while you while you chat to your mates. And I thought uh, she was very accurate because the reality is kids don't drink coffee. That's the reality. And in order for me to have a quality conversation with you or with my friend or my partner, um you don't need the distraction of the children because you're you're not focused on the conversation. You're not giving that 
person quality time. And if you're not giving that person quality time, they're not you're not being heard or they're not being heard. And sometimes nowadays these conversations are, you know, there's a there's a lot of anxiety around. Um people are able to open up a little bit more easier than they have ever been before and that's welcome. So we need to have the opportunity and the spaces in within which to do that. So part of it was my own personal research, my own daughter's um input um to say, well we don't want to be here when you're chatting to your mates or sitting in the car waiting while you talk and you know, again and again. Um, and a very close friend of mine had uh, about in the January or February of that year had a, a dip. He went into a bit of a depression and quite, took quite a hit. And um, when we when we tried to go and have a chat and tried to get him into a, a space where we could just have a talk, um, we found ourselves in a coffee shop in the same environment where 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 he was anxious and nervous and and he couldn't express himself. And and I felt really that um, you know. We, as parents, and I have two kids, so Siren and Callum are, are my kids, shout out to them. Um, as parents, I don't think we ever focus enough on giving ourselves some me time. It's always priority of work. It's priority of earning, priority of work, priority of children. And we do everything to keep them front and centre. And it is no harm to give yourselves a little bit of space and a bit of me time. And we have provided that for people in Birdhill. And we will, we will provide it in the Dock Road as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. So we're chatting to the owner of the Old Barracks Coffee Roastery in Bird Hill, Alan Andrews. Lots of people have been in, but for those listening who haven't, mm. describe the experience and the environment that you've created. So Bird Hill itself is quite unique. It's a, it's a setting in, in this very quiet uh, village. Um, it overlooks Loch Derg or the lower lake part of the Shannon and uh, Moilossa Hills. Um, so from the roastery, which is a glass house, um, you can you can see the hills and you can come in and experience and taste flavours of up to eight or nine different coffees that are served on the bar. And what I mean by different coffees are coffees from different origins from all over the world. Um, and it's a very experiential environment. Um, there's lots of different types of stimuli. So there are visual, aromatic, sensory and um, uh, stimuli. And there's lots of conversation around where the coffees come from and how we have roasted them in order to develop their flavours. So coffee by its nature is actually very very complex um but but it's it's not seen as a quite a complex product um and what we try to do is we try and make it as simple as possible for people to understand so we just offer coffees in three different categories rich medium or light and within those categories you can pick a country of origin and experience a flavor in whatever type of coffee you like to drink remind me can the car park be seen by customers from yeah. inside yes yeah yeah so do, a, do you ever experience a situation where Children are left in the car. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we encourage it. Um, because the your typical coffee shop experience is you can go in and order cappuccino and pay, and it's quite, fi- quite quick. Um, but our introduction at the bar counter, it takes about two to three minutes to explain through the coffees. So that that is quite laborious. The way the guys make the coffee is very... I wouldn't slow, but it's deliberate because they want to make sure that they deliver the flavours out properly. So it's not a fast experience. It's not a grab-and-go experience in that uh, aspect. It's not super quick. Um, it is it is efficient, but it's not a super quick. And it's it's built so that um, you can stand there and watch the theatre of the coffee shop. The, the car park um, is shared with our neighbours and we have around 60 car park spaces and cars fly in and fly out. And it's actually... One of the reasons why I think we've made the right decision is because um, because you have two or three little operators in terms of bars, uh, two bars and, and us, 
in that village, you get people parking in multi-car parks and you get children running back and forth. So if they're in the restaurant next door, a family could be there for two hours, but the kids get bored after an hour and they're running around. So there is an element of, I suppose, uh, danger there. Um, and we want to be mindful of that. But um, it's more about creating the setting and the atmosphere and giving people space to, to drink their coffee. Alan, have you ever had situations where people have ignored the policy and mm. brought children Absolutely, in? And what yeah. have you done? Yeah, we, 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 we serve everybody and we remind them of the policy. But it doesn't matter what we do in terms of reminding of the policy, we are always the antagonist. Um, so that's a very difficult situation for the staff to be in. Um, and some customers do it on purpose. Some customers see the policy, they read the policy and they stand there and they, they walk in and in actually... With children. With children. And then... So they're, tra- they're, are you saying they're almost looking for a confrontation? I don't think they're looking for a confrontation, but they, 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 it, it seems like they, they just don't believe that we will enforce it. And it's, 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 so then we will say to them, could, you know, would you mind, like it's only adults only beyond this point. And the kid might say, dad, the sign says it there. So, and they're like, don't mind that. And they come in anyway. So they just ignore it. And I think this is the... Um, so what happens? You remind them. You said you do serve them. Yeah, we thought, we'd always serve and, and do you say, look, you won't be welcome here again? No, we just, we just say to them that there's an... We have an adults-only policy in place for everybody's enjoyment. And it's important that everybody respects the policy in order for the other adults to be comfortable and enjoy the space. Yeah. Um, so we will we'll always serve the people and ask them to just be re- re- remindful of the policy. Because on our coffee break on a Friday yeah. morning here last week, we were chatting about um, a row that developed within a family over a child-free wedding that okay. was being proposed. Okay. You know, and similar arguments around, well, do people enjoy it or they don't enjoy it? And uh, one of our contributors was saying that they were aware of a a family wedding where it was done that way and there was initial resistance from some, but the adults had a great time when they went off to the wedding. But this is the reality. I think, um, look, Tom Ford said it best. If you give people what they want, they'd have had faster horses, right? We went on, we said, we'll create an adults-only environment for people to go and enjoy an adults-only space. Uh, we it got an awful lot of traction. It got an awful lot of press. We were lambasted for it. There was a lot of abuse thrown my way. Really, at the time, yeah, absolutely. Um, and people What's that kind of oh, oh, you're evil, or, or were they maybe thinking you didn't have children, or that? Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing, or yeah. just you know, who does this guy think he is? You know, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm delighted to say now that you know we we employ over over thirty five, nearly forty people. We have four venues, a fifth venue coming, a sixth venue coming in next January. So we'll, we'll certainly prove the haters wrong. Right. Um, Dave has been in touch to say, look, Alan's 100% right. Uh, I can't say to my relatives that I hate kids around me when I want a nice coffee and 10 minutes out during the day. Uh, they take offence because they don't get it, says Dave. Uh, Aoife asking, uh, would Alan consider opening a coffee shop that welcomes owners and their dogs? This is starting to happen and loads of dog owners would love it. Um, it's it's certainly not something that we've considered. I think there are some places that are more favourable towards dogs and pets. Um, we have a we have a nice big space out in Burt Hill, and dogs are welcome. There are dog treats inside the door. People will laugh at that because we we'll, we we'll, we we'll, we'll welcome dogs, but not children. Um, but uh, and same on the dock road. A lot of people do just do a walk. They might do the tree rivers, or they might walk down then to the dock road and grab a coffee and bring their bring their dogs with them. So dogs are not. Um, uh, they're part of the they're part of the weekends now, especially this bank holiday weekend coming up. Okay, you mentioned the dark road. So what's happening? You, you we've a, we've a new site that has opened on the dark road, and um, we opened there last uh, July. 
we have a 9,000 square foot warehouse, um, which we have had to invest in. We have, a, we have an investment of about two and a half million going into that building over the next three years. Um, and we're expanding. Uh, we have a new, um, we have two new openings coming up, uh, two new sites opening after that, uh, one this April and one uh, next January. So uh, we're scaling from the dock road. But all in the Limerick area or...? Um, I can't I can't answer that uh, right now, uh, but in but I'll come back I'll come back in about eight weeks and I might be able to give you the first one. Um, so in the region, uh, in the region, well, definitely in Munster, yeah, in Munster. So uh, t- yeah, two of them definitely in Munster. So we're we're scaling up, but we've we've so we've taken on a property um, on the Dock Road. It's the old Heaton Buckley's. It was uh, abandoned for fifteen years. Um, we have we've created a small pop up there at the moment, which is our coffee shop, um, and that's trading away. And why did you choose the dark road? So I was looking for um, I was looking for an opportunity to scale the business. We're at um, uh, we're trying to get the, the business to ten million turnover, and um, in order to do that, we needed a space to scale from. Um, we are trading in Birdhill, Nina, Cork, and now the dark road. We have obviously two more projects coming. We have a lot of product and a lot of stock. Um, we need to be able to roast that scale because we also distribute nationwide to the likes of Harvey Normans and wholesale customers. Um, and we have a, no, and we needed a venue to do that. Yeah, you mentioned you know, there's a great variety in your coffee. You're sourcing it from all over the world. Um, the news this week that people don't often understand the strength of yes. the coffee that they're drinking. Yeah. You know, some coffees are up to five times stronger than others. What yeah. do you make of that? So they're all the same strength. That's an absolute misnomer. All the coffees are the same strength. Customers are experiencing in flavour is is bitterness, and when coffees are very cheap and they're roasted very dark, all of the sweetness, the natural sweetness that occurs in the fruit because it's grown on a vine, um, all of the sweetness gets cooked out of the out of the fruit, and then you only end up with charred beans. So, if I could um, give you an analogy, if you can imagine a piece of meat, so red meat, and if you cook it medium or medium rare, it's juicy and it's flavorful. flavorful. And the more you cook that piece of meat, the more brown it gets or darker it gets and it gets charcoal and then it just gets, it ruins, you lose all that moisture and you lose all that flavor. So you just end up with charred meat. And the same happens with coffee. A lot, in, in particularly in the market at the moment, um, a lot of the lower end roasters will buy cheap coffee because the market is very high at the moment, the price is very high, and they will roast the coffee very dark. And that's why a lot of people get what they misidentify as strength, it's actually bitterness. Uh, so a lot of supermarket coffees will be coffee that is very cheap, roasted very dark, and then this darkness and, gives it a charcoal. And, 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 and sorry, no, excuse mm. my ignorance here, but I mean, what about the amount of caffeine? They're all the same. So there, there's very little. So there are two varietals of coffee, typically Robusta and Arab- Arabica, and the Arabica will have uh, in percentage points, so if you think of alcohol being like 30 or 40%, uh, alcohol by volume, the caffeine by volume might be might be five percent in Arabica and might be four percent in Robusta. Um, but all of the coffees that we roast are the higher end uh, Arabica varietals, and they're mm. all five percent. So they all carry five percent of caffeine, and, and uh, it doesn't matter how you extract it; it all comes out. What's your favourite coffee? So curr- currently, we're drinking um, Ethiopian Guji, which is a coffee that is um, what they call a natural coffee. The way it's processed, so the coffee cherries are picked off the vine. And they're thrown onto a, a, a terrace and they sun dry. And then the coffee bean itself shrivels up and it breaks and you get the two seeds inside. And that's my favourite at the moment. Um, 
And, and, and the huge increases in energy costs, I mean, they're crippling yeah. many smaller businesses yeah. like coffee yeah. shops. How are you managing? So um, energy is not our biggest challenge. Labour cost is our biggest challenge. Um, we're probably one of the biggest payers in the industry. Um, we have opportunities for staff for um, education bursaries for all of the full-time staff. We have opportunities for staff for uh, health insurance policies as part of a standard um, once they're with the company for a year. And we are educator staff and we train our staff. So people talk about energy costs. If our energy cost, our energy cost is 0.05% of our turnover. Um, and if that doubles, it goes up to 1% of our turnover. My labour cost last year for 21 and 22 respectively was 25% and 26% of turnover. In 23, in, sorry, in 22, in 20 and 21, it was 25 and 26%. In 2022, our labour cost was 35%. Is that about along, alongside doing the right thing and being ethical about it? Is it also about retaining yeah, staff long yeah. term? So there's long term investment, but also the cost of labour has dramatically increased from 9.30 in minimum wage, which is brilliant. I'm all for that. Um, and now up to 11.50. So there's a 20% increase in the minimum pay, which means everybody else's rate goes grows exponentially. Mm. Um, and while that is great, um, we're not seeing the we're not seeing the rest of the market pick that up Um to the same degree. Yeah, same degree. Uh, Mum of Four has WhatsApped us saying, where is this place? I'm heading there now, LOL. <laughs> but on a serious note, says, women who want a break away from a house full of kids will go to coffee shops 100%. like this. There should be more, says Alice, yeah. you know, to, to yeah. get the break, yeah. which is the whole point you're making. Yeah, and that's that's actually our most uh, upset customer initially is the mum or dad, you know, who has the, the newborn and they just want to get out for a cup of coffee. But they become our most loyal customer two or three years later when they realise now I have somewhere to go. I have a haven. Now, Alan, I mean, I accept you're not a medical doctor among, among your many other skills, but why why does coffee cause issues from my stomach? Is, is it is it to do... You're drinking, you're drinking cheap coffee, Joe. <laughs> Sorry you, to tell you. Were going to you're say going that. for that strong coffee. <laughs> Are you putting sugar in it? Uh, do you know what? One thing I don't take is sugar, but right. I, but I think you, I think maybe yeah. Come down the dock road. We'll make you a couple of coffees, and you can taste the difference between really. Ex- I don't mean really expensive, but well sourced coffee, well roasted coffee, mm. and well brewed coffee, and and bitter cheap coffee that's just strong. So you think there is always room across a suite of restaurants, coffee shops, you know, other social businesses mm. for child-free areas or child-free businesses? 100%. Look, I'm at the stage now, my kids um, are nearly out of the house. They're 17, 19, they're going off to college. And I want, I want you know, if I want some quality time with my partner, we, we do want that quality. We both work hard, you know, and everybody, these, like, there's a lot of pressure on families, but it's important to have that opportunity to escape, I think. And um, I think more places do it. I'm kind of disappointed that nobody else has followed us yet um, and created another adults-only mm. venue. Last question: Do you go home and go? Oh, I don't want any coffee, guys. <laughs> I'm I'm quite happy to drink a glass of wine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could imagine. Yeah. you know, it's like everything, isn't it? As much as you love it, when you're surrounded by it and it's yeah. part of the business day in day out, I I absolutely get that. Um, all right, well, listen, super to talk to you. I, I Thanks, could spend the next three hours talking to you about it. I think it's a subject that people are fascinated by, especially coffee drinkers, but not exclusively. Yeah. But the, the whole child free. Could I say thanks, Joe, to all our customers because we've had a very uh, We've had a bit of an exponential growth since COVID, but also pre-COVID, um, customers have been great to us. They've supported us in Burdale, but also in the dock road since we opened. So I so want to give a shout out there. Thank you. All right. Best of luck to you. And thanks so much, uh, owner of the old Barracks Coffee Roastery in Hill and other locations, as he pointed out, Alan Andrews. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nett on Live 95.